Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast. My name is Michael. I am a property developer and I have my good friend Grant with me. Grant is a wealth manager and our goal is to inspire people to be financially free. Hey, so good morning. Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast. Um, I'm just going to recap on what we spoke about last week. Uh, we spoke about um, saving in your budget and then creating an emergency fund, which helps you get through a recession or like what we've just been through, COVID-19. And um, so I just want to uh, say that the best time to plant a tree, it's a saying, a best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. And the second best time is right now. So I hope it's been going well for you and people have started putting emergency funds together. Hey, so we've got a lovely friend of ours, uh, Devin Shute from the Rebear Group. Um, it's great to have you here, Dev. And so maybe if you could just start off um, telling us who you are and where you're from. Thanks, guys. So yeah, I am a stock market nut. I burst, bought my first shares when I was eight years old and have never looked back. I've Brilliant. been a, a derivatives trader, a stockbroker. I'm currently an asset manager. And yeah, I, I really enjoy helping investors navigate the financial markets because there there is such reward in it but there also is such risk and you know just just helping people stay in control of themselves and their investments to to generate long-term wealth that's what keeps me motivated brilliant absolutely awesome. brilliant okay cool let's get into it so dev um what does investing mean to you sure big big question of the bat so 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 investing really is about growing the money you have, right? And it, depending on how much risk you're comfortable taking on will depend on how much potentially potential growth your investments can um, can see. So it, it's a very personal journey, right? It's, it's not something that one size fits all, you know, you invest in this and I invest in the same. It, it really takes a, a customized approach to, to get a solution that matches what you're investing for. If you're investing yeah. to say for a deposit for a house, or for retirement, you need to have a, a personal plan that will get you there. And kind of the starting point of that in investing is understanding how comfortable or not you are with the risk of those investments. Yeah. And I think that's also why it's important to have someone, I mean, you've been chatting in the last few weeks about having someone yeah. as an advisor or that you keep accountable to. It's important to have that person so that you can you know, engage with them and they can give you advice on different yeah. options. Because I think a lot of people just end up in the stock market because they yeah. can trade through their bank or something like yeah. that. And that. Definitely. And, and I think also, you know, the, the investment world can be quite intimidating for most people. There's, you know, we love to speak in a whole lot of jargon yeah. and the principles are simple, but the kind of the application of it can be quite complex and having someone to kind of guide you through the options and um, arrive at a, at a, an answer that suits you, I, I think is critically important because you know, you, you've got a finite amount of money, as we all do, and there's almost an infinite number of choices. And how do you go through a decision-making process to get to the the option that suits you best? Yeah, it's just about managing your risk, I think. Completely. You know, because some people want to go to one extreme, others want to go to the other. Yeah. To, to my mind, investing always starts with determining how much risk you want to take on. From there, the, the returns often look after themselves. But if you're not comfortable with the risk up front, you're going to have a very uncomfortable journey in that yeah. investment. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to jump into the next question. Um, Dev, 
personally, can I get rich quickly by investing? <laughs> the, the, I only know two ways to get rich quickly. Win the lottery or marry well. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. That um, is brilliant. You know, I've been in the market 16 years, Granty, and I've, you know, you, you may have a lucky investment or, you know, a lucky trade, but, but by and large, it just doesn't exist. Investing is directly proportional. The return is proportional to the risk you take sure. on. So if something will po- um, promise a very fast, big return, there's massive risk involved. And also, oftentimes when we promise these, uh, big returns, we, we're not always aware of the full risk. So the the, the hard reality is that there's, there's no quick way in yeah. legitimate investing to, to do it quickly. That being said, the investors who are most successful who do it for the long term can compound and create significantly more wealth than maybe they realize over time. But that's underestimated and yeah. no one wants to get rich slowly, unfortunately. Yeah. No. But, but that, that is the, the tried and tested route to do it. Brilliant. So, so would I would I be correct in saying that if someone had to approach me and say they would guarantee me a a, a rate of return of fifteen percent or twenty percent, how would you react to that kind of? Yeah. Look, whenever I hear the word guarantee, already I'm I'm quite skeptical. Uh, I I think in this world it's particularly hard to guarantee anything. Um, I I think you you've got to look very closely at that, what that person's offering. Um, what's in it for them and the risks you're taking on. And as I said, oftentimes that's not as obvious as it looks. Brilliant. You know, and I think we, um, one of the reasons why we call this creating wealth, not getting rich, is that I think rich or winning the lotto, for example, is you got rich, mm. but you didn't create wealth. Yes. And there's a distinction between being rich and being wealthy. Yeah. Um, and I think Grant was talking about it, but it was all about wellness. A wealth of wellness that is it's not just about money it's also about a lifestyle of living yeah that, that winning a lot doesn't actually achieve <laughs> and and that and that doesn't happen overnight um and i think a fact maybe people are not aware of if you look at warren buffett arguably the most successful investor of our time you know he is now worth whatever it is 80 billion us dollars but if, if you look at kind of his wealth over his his yeah. lifetime he only really started becoming a billionaire in his 60s. And why? Because he just understood these things take time. And as they gain momentum, as those in investments and your, your money starts to compound and grow on itself, that's when you see the, the true Brilliant. growth. And that, unfortunately, is not going to happen in the next couple of weeks for anyone. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, so how now do I... I've got some cash, I've done my budget, I've saved some money, how do I get involved? How do I start investing? What's the, the first step I need to take? The first step in my mind is always the most important and it's the, the one most people don't take. You know, It's kind of like having a, a New Year's resolution and saying you're gonna get into the gym and you're gonna start. Until you actually sign up and you know, put on your sweatpants and, and get in there, it's never gonna happen. And you, you actually just have to take that first step, whatever it might be, and Start that investment, sign the debit order, um, put the money into investment and leave it. You'd be surprised how few people even get that far. And even if it's small, even if it's not where you want to be, that, that act of, of actually moving down that road um, of starting to create wealth for yourself is important. Because, you know, if you sign a small debit order now, you know, in six months time, you may be able to increase it. You know, you're, you're not financially fit yet but you, you know you're going on the, on that road and, and you're starting to build up the ability to 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 do more so to to my mind it's almost not as important what you invest in 
initially obviously you know have a discussion and consider that with someone but but the act of beginning is crucial because yeah. most people don't do that yeah. and I, I think if you uh, we've always spoken about um, investing is for the long term yeah if that's your mindset that if you get into the wrong investment at the beginning it, yeah it's not really that big a deal because over the long term it should you know, as long as you're not an investor in Starnoff, like I did. <laughs> hey, like, I, I, I didn't miss that one either. But, yeah. but, I, but I think, you know, you've got to realize as an investor, you're your own worst enemy. Is that our human yeah, nature is we, we want everything now and we want to pay for it later. That's what debt, debt mm. is, right? And investing is the opposite. Investing is delaying purchasing now to purchase a lot later. So it definitely is about mm. switching that around for you so you can... You can get going and understanding, putting things in place to, to negate our, our natural tendencies of just wanting to spend everything now. So as you said, my debit orders are a great way of doing it because that kind of takes the decision out your hand. Um, having someone you're accountable to in your wealth plan is equally important because you can then um, know that, that, that someone will keep you accountable to your decisions you make. So all these type of things, putting these in place are as important as what you ultimately end up investing in your I think sometimes, uh, Dev, I love that because you used it in a sports uh, like illustration to, to investing. And sometimes, you, or I find myself, uh, a lot of times, you put your shoes on in the morning sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And it gets to the afternoon and your shoes are still on. Yeah. You know? Or your running shoes I'm yeah. talking about. And, uh, and it's kind of that procrastination that you just, yeah. hey, I've got the shoes on. And sometimes that's the first step. What is it? I mean, we spoke about it last week of like, even if it's a small uh, saving within your uh, budget of taking that and putting it into an investment, you know, sign that debit order because the debit order is you, you've put the shoes on, you're on yep. the road, you're running. It's not you just haven't put the shoes on. And sometimes your shoes can be on till the evening and you <laughs> get in the shower and you're like, flip, I didn't run. Yeah. You know, or I didn't start saving and what yeah. happens? And I think we spoke about it last time is the compounding effect of negative and the compounding effect of positive. And I know you touched on that now. So that was brilliant. Thank you. Thanks, Dev. Okay, so Dev, next question, um, I think is really personal. And um, I think it's, you, you've been in, the, in, the, in this industry for a long time, uh, investing, creating wealth. And obviously, there is a, a, a bad investment that you mm. have done. Tell us about it. What, what has been your worst investment? Yeah, so, so it's tough, right? When you manage other people's money, you, you take more responsibility and you're more careful than you would with your own money, right? Um, so I've, I've had many poor investments. I mean, it's just part of um, managing money for people. You, you obviously just want to have you know, more good investments and bad investments to generate good returns. Probably my worst one was um, in SAB. It was, it was a derivative trade that I, I was doing. And we were looking to, we, we thought SAB looked quite vulnerable. There, there were reasons that the business model, the volumes were slowing down. And we thought the price would decrease. So we put in what's called a short trade, which simply means we were betting the price of SAB went down. We put the trade on. Probably an hour later, they announced that Anheuser-Busch was buying SAB <laughs> uh, for about 50% more than it was trading at. So the share price went up a huge amount and we were on the wrong side of that. So we lost a fortune of money and that was just bad luck, but it was, was a, a, bad, a bad investment that taught me a lot of lessons, unfortunately. <laughs> Yo, hey, those are tough uh, lessons to learn. Eh? Yeah. School fees, school yeah, fees. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, Dev, you've told us about your worst. Yeah. Now tell us your best investment that you've made. 
Look, I mean, investing also has a, a huge degree of luck in it. Um, and I can give you an example from, from this, this year when we invested in Cecil in March. Um, Cecil looked like it may not survive. The oil price was doing all crazy types of things and really plunging. Um, we invested in Cecil at about 30 Rand and, you know, we're sitting here two, two months later and it's at 150 Rand. So, you know, I, I don't profess that I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but that, that's part of investing. You, you need to um, be in the game to, to hopefully benefit from some of those. Um, but the, the opposite could have happened as well. So, yeah, I think, I think the point is that though those are cherry-picked examples. But, you know, when you're investing, ideally you're going to be diversified so you can weather the ups and the downs and have a good positive return overall. Yeah. So, Dev, tell us about your crystal ball that you have. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, the Cecil was a great yeah. one. I mean, do you have a crystal ball in your <laughs> yeah. office? Uh, if, if I had a crystal ball, I've always said I'd only need to use it once and then I could retire. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I wish. And, I mean, unfortunately, I, th- I think a lot of people think that kind of professional money managers, even financial advisors, have more insight than, than they do. Yeah, we do more yeah. work and, and we're closer to the market but, but no one knows. I mean, you know, even the central banks of the world and the biggest fund managers just don't know. It's, it's about managing your risk. And I think the sooner we're comfortable with that, yeah. the sooner we're comfortable with what those returns and those risks look like. Brilliant. Okay, so Dev, we're just closing out the uh, podcast here. Tell us, what is the best piece of advice you could give us and the listeners out there um, uh, regarding building wealth? Sure. So, I mean, to, to my mind, wealth and, and money is, is really just a, a, a means to an end. And yes, it's important because it allows you opportunity to, to do things, but, it, but it's not the end goal, right? So be wise with it. But I think what, what we really need to, to focus on is, are we investing in ourselves and our family? Because there's no point creating a huge amount of wealth and, and that's the only element of your life that's healthy and, and intact. I think in my personal experience, investing in myself in terms of knowledge and education and just an inbound curiousness as to how things work has been huge and I I think an investment in my marriage to have a partner who can walk alongside me through this road which has huge ups and downs you know we've spoke about SAB and Sassel and there'll be many more Um, I I think that's crucial I think you've got to really be balanced and you know in control of your mindset when you're engaging in the markets very good So, Dev, um, just uh, we know that the economy will um, bounce back uh, and the markets will bounce back and investors' money will bounce back over the long term uh, due to COVID and what we're going through. But how does one as a business, uh, a small business or a bigger business, how, how, do, how do you survive this period we've been locked down and going forward where we don't mm. know where the end is? So I, th- I think you hit the key word is right now we're all in survival mode, particularly for small businesses. You need to ensure that you, you, know, you, you stay in the game until we, we emerge on the other side of COVID. So that means tightly monitoring cash, you know, making sure you're in control of your debt. And, and then I think the other element which a lot of us are grappling with is just what does my business look, look like as we emerge out of this? You know, are there, there new ways that, I, and I mean, the word's been overused, but I can pivot to, you know, take advantage of the, the new landscape. Where are the opportunities? Where are the threats? And, and I think business owners that, that aren't wholesale looking at their business models and seeing where they can refine and improve them um, run the risk of, of, of just becoming obsolete. Yeah. That, that is how stark the environment is at the moment. But... 
there's there's huge opportunity in yeah. that, right? And we're going to see a lot of businesses come through this and, and thrive. You know, I look at the listed companies on a, on a daily basis and the companies that went into the strong and it's, you know, obviously hindsight's a, a great thing. And by strong, I mean, you know, they just had strong balance sheets, they had cash flow, they were in control of their costs. They now are seeing huge opportunities to um, expand, take over businesses, etc. So, you know, it's definitely not all one-sided. Yeah. Um, I, I think you've got to be very mentally tough to, to get through this. I think you've got to keep on moving and you've got to be agile and be alive to the opportunities that exist while managing the, the risk on the other side. Yeah, I love that word agile. Um, I think going forward, so, so maybe another uh, quick question to ask you um, before we end off is agility um, and going forward, because I don't think this is going to be the only pandemic we're going to see going right. forward. You know? yeah. It's not like yeah. a war in the past or, mm. or what's happened where it's the world shut down. Mm. You know, New Zealand have, haven't had a case now, and I believe they had two cases come mm. up, or, or I don't know, but they're back in full stadiums for rugby, et cetera, et cetera. How, how, but no international travel. Yeah. Um, how do people or how do countries um, start to change and adapt to this over the time and actually prepare for another 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 uh, covid that yeah. could come possibly come in yeah it's such a good question so so my my answer to you there would be that as a business you need to be assessing how you do things and why you do things and is that necessary and is that the best way to do it i think if you've got legacy systems and processes and oh, well, we've just always done things this way yeah. I, I think that's probably not good enough anymore i think clients are, are going to be demanding certain things and you need to be very aware of what you, your customer needs and sure. be very open to that and be willing to provide that in a way that makes business sense for you. I, th I think if you just say, well, let's just plow through this, we'll get through it and we'll business as normal the other side. It may be, but, but I, I, think it's, I think it's unlikely. Yeah. I think that, that agility and, and that ability to keep the core of what your business is, but, but be able to offer it in, in, in very real and flexible ways I think that's going to be the businesses that thrive in this. Yeah, and yeah. so it's, it's difficult because most businesses aren't built like that. Yeah. Um, but you're almost going to picture it as you've got a blank canvas, you've got all these kind of things you, you do that are your assets, but how, how could you do it better? How could you, you know, do things the way you've always wanted to, but maybe you've just never had time to or just never had the energy to? I, I love that what you said is how do we do things better? It's not about um, just surviving. It's yeah. about, you know, we, let's look at our business and let's, refine that and make it at our core what are we yes. all about not just like oh we did this and we've got a whole lot of employees that do this thing but it doesn't really like make yeah. us that much money it's not that really effective and it doesn't achieve our goal at the end of the day yeah you know we can we can get rid of that and allow someone that's passionate about that or that's driven in that industry or that section of the business mm. to be able to thrive so the opportunity is there for other people to come into the market as other businesses sort of like focus on what's important to them Definitely. And I, I think, you know, the, um, the Simon Sinek, you know, businesses are really going to have to question their why. Why are they in business? Not what are they doing? Yeah. That's an easy one to answer. Why are they doing what they're doing? And to your point, Mike, really focusing on that, that core and just be brilliant at that and, and, you know, advance in that and offer that to them and delight your, your clients in that way. Yeah. I, I think that's massively powerful and you'll come out a better business. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Dave, for joining us today. It's been Brilliant. awesome, it's been uh, awesome having yeah. you here. Hopefully, we'll have you more as we chat more about investing and uh, some of the investment opportunities and places that people can invest in. So thanks for joining us. Awesome. Well done. And thanks for doing this, guys. It's super good.
That's a wrap for today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it was really good having Devin with us and chatting about uh, a little bit of introduction into investments. Um, stay with us. Um, subscribe. Um, next week, we are going to start looking at the five asset classes, um, which is basically what investments are broken up into. And uh, we'll dive into each of those over the coming weeks and um, see um, some of the opportunities and places that we can invest our money in and uh, the risks involved with them. And yeah, hopefully we can have a good discussion about each of those asset classes, which would help be helpful to you to know where um, the opportunities to invest are. So make sure you subscribe to this podcast and uh, we'll see you next week.